welcome to another NY Jets Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharma and Chris as we welcome y'all to a new NFL year. Training camp has started. Thursday night, the Falcons will play the Broncos in the Hall of Fame preseason game. So as we get into crazy NFL news, we're going to start off with training camp and um, we're going to talk about our Jets. Um, basically, from reading Twitters and and other posts, how 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 we feeling about the Jets' uh, training camp so far? Yeah, um, I, I love I love that the um, the whole dynamic of uh, the Gates versus Williams kind of thing. I think I think that really will be a plus for us uh, in this upcoming season and maybe in our future. Um, it seems like um, I mean I know we haven't. Uh, met any adversity yet, but I think uh, Gase is kind of sounding and acting like a different guy than he was portrayed in the media. Um, a little a more energized guy, very cerebral. A lot of the players, even the guys on defense, loves him. Uh, a, a lot of updates show that he has little talks here and there with players ranging from running backs to wide receivers to safeties to uh, defensive tackles or whatever he looks like he's he's like a wide-ranging manager of a football team which is i i appreciate a lot of instead of just the offensive coordinator um also the the dynamic of greg williams being throwing the kitchen sink at the defense at uh, any given time at the offense at any given time is kind of uh you could hear sam in a couple of his interviews talk about that uh, gay talks about it that how integral that could be in their future, especially this year, you know, how it helps them process information faster. So when they get in a game, it's better. So, I mean, I mean, even the updates about the running backs and how well they're doing and, and how well Sam's doing. Uh, I think, I think it, I think, um, I think it looks great in camp. Uh, I know it, it'll be, it'll ring more true when it starts happening uh, the beginning of season of the season, but um, I'm, I think we all are energized from what we've seen. Yeah, I agree. So far, everything is good. You know, um, the offense has looked incredible. They said so far, Donald has looked great. Um, uh, so far, Gase has been utilizing all the running backs, uh, Montgomery and Powell, and of course Bell, and they've all looked great so far. Um, that's going to make that offense just that more dynamic coming in, you know, coming into the season with three running backs who could run and who could also catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, so that's, that's definitely a good thing. The defense, of course, you know, the big weakness is the corners and that's, that has shown in camp so far. They said Tremaine Johnson and uh, Dow Roberts has looked okay so far. Okay-ish is some of the words I've seen. Uh, so that's, that's decent, <laughs> but we, we need our other guys, somebody to step up or we need, think, um, yeah. What? Yeah. Not, not to cut you off, but I, uh, Tremaine Johnson had one pick, which was a really good play. I think it really stood out to a lot of people uh, in what I heard. And then Poole had that one game, the slot corner had that one game where he had two interceptions. And his aggressiveness in not only trying to uh, play how aggressive he plays, but also trying to get the ball out every time a, a completion is made anywhere in his vicinity kind of showed up. There's a, a multiple uh, con con comments about the fact that he always tries to 
punch the ball out and he's trying to um, be aggressive and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it looks like, it looks like for now that he's playing, uh, he's playing, uh, uh, he's the one that's kind of stepping up. Uh, Roberts is the one that's kind of been uh, subpar. Uh, Johnson has been like, you know, has been here and there, but yeah, I mean, it it hasn't been that bad, but uh, they haven't really stopped the offense either. Right. Well, in my opinion, I just feel like, you know, I love the intensity. We, we didn't have that from Bowles and, you know, and Bates and these other guys. You know, they, they develop in the chemistry. You know, um, Tremaine Johnson, he got to calm down with the comments, talking about uh, they cornerbacks is going to be all right. I think we still need a little help in that. But at the same time, you know, we, with these guys that's coming in, the signed guys, guys that signed, uh, Quentin Williams finally signed this contract, thank God. Um, and we wasn't really worried about it. But uh, I don't know why Jeff fans was panicking. Um, but I just felt like, you know, they developing some type of chemistry. Shout out to you, Greg Williams, for, the, for your speech. Um, so fans could calm the hell down. <laughs> but um, I just think that, you know, it's a start. And, you know, I can't wait to see what they do in preseason, whether it's uh, whether it's dumb just playing one drive or a quarter or two quarters. I just want to see what, what they have and what they're going to, you know, basically get our taste for, for that season. You know, it's time. The time is now. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I wanted to comment also on Greg Williams kind of uh, uh, letting um, multiple guys – uh, play with the ones. So some guys, I think he has, I think he has a picture in his mind of what he wants them to do. Like uh, Blake Cashman, the, yeah, the newly minted rookie, mm-hmm. basically, basically starting with the ones. I think uh, our friend Joe Blewett had made the comment that he's watching his film breakdown, that he could fit right in with the wheel at, at the wheel position on, right. on Greg's defense, Fast. even, even, even in spells, because he, he, um, even if he has mental issues, which a lot of rookies would have his speed and, and, exactly. and his short tackling could really, you know, fit into the system and you could move, uh, uh, Williamson over to the Sam in a, in a kind of a over, you know, in, if you're playing four, three over or something like that. Where um so so that he so he definitely could fit, you know, he could definitely fit well in in Williams' system. So Williams is giving not only him but other guys multiple uh, uh shots at starting with the ones. So I think I think he's giving like he's making his he's trying to build in flexibility with his uh with his uh defensive roster. Yeah, no, last but not least, uh, they I, I read an article that's saying that punt returning is a kind of a problem, and it's definitely an open competition. Uh, Crowder, mm. Bellamy, um, and like four other players. So basically, it's six players battling for a punt return, um, punt return slot because that's a problem for us right now. As of right now. <laughs> well, also, um, the kicker is not doing yeah. well either. Yeah, he had a bad game yesterday. He had a bad day yesterday. Missed three kicks in a row or something like that, I think. Also, I wanted to say that uh, too. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the the backup QB, not C, not Simeon, the uh, the other kid. Uh, oh, he was he, Davis Webb. Webb, Webb. Yeah, he was yanked out of the out of the game by Daryl Logans because he 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 was having problems with uh, snapping the ball. He kept fumbling it. Right. And I if, if your if your coach pulls you out, 
because um, that was another thing I wanted to say. I the the reason why he's having issues is because um, uh, multiple NFL sources uh, were pointing at the fact that the Jets were were offense on offense were playing up tempo, something that they ha- that you haven't really seen uh, in these parts in a long time. That that they're quickly calling the plays and quickly getting them on in and quickly snapping the ball over and over and over and over again. And that not only, um, to me, encourages me because that means that they, most of the players on offense, they have a very good grasp on the offensive playbook. Uh, and you, the guys that are not, you can tell that they're struggling. And it hasn't been that many of them. You know what? And another two things I read as well, uh, I don't know if it was from Costello or from Samini. He was saying that, um, oh, I think Samini on, oh, on ESPN was saying that uh, Heinz Ward has been coaching up big time with uh, Robbie Anderson. So Robbie Anderson said he's been absorbing everything from he can from Heinz Ward. And that's, that's great for, uh, for us. I mean, to get all that information from Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward is, this is, yeah, this is one of the great wide receivers. (laughs) This is a match made in heaven. And I'll tell you why. Basically, Robbie Anderson is a weapon. Everybody knows what he what he does well, and there's very few corners in the league that could run with him. If he if he could become better at the little things, which Heinz Ward made a career of being dynamic at the little things. He wasn't right. a speedster. He wasn't like a the best route runner, but he was great at the smallest things, at blocking, at being where he was. He was probably to be. one of the best blocking and, wide receivers right. in the league and, when and he if, played. If Robbie Anderson could take small things in his game and make them a little bit more dynamic, he will become a better wide receiver and he will become a number one-ish wide receiver in this league. And this is a match made in heaven, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and, and I think it's good that him and uh, Brickasaw Ferguson and Calvin Pace is, is in camp. Uh, Josh McCown even came yesterday to, to camp. Still, yes. still looking like him and Donald got that chemistry, and you know, and this is good. They they on positive terms. It's nothing nothing negative about this. I'm I'm surprised that Heinz Ward is is even at the camp. I would thought yeah, he would do something crazy. Pittsburgh helping out Juju Smith, but you know, it's it's a it's a good thing for us, you know. And and I just feel like you know, the more the merrier, you know, bringing guys. Yeah, we'll take it. What the hell they doing? Bringing guys. <laughs> the hell they doing so yeah we'll we'll take it we'll take it man i'm telling you um i did um, hear that... uh, i did hear polite uh didn't play so well oh polite 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 well well you see i don't think he's that that he's not playing well i think they put him with the with the threes because again i think we i think we understate a lot how hard it is to transfer your game from playing college to all of a sudden playing defense in the league there's a lot you need to learn. And I think he probably, when you, when you see players start like playing with the third, it's not that he's physically having an issue. Most likely he's mentally having an issue with his playbook and understanding what he's supposed to do. Most likely that's the problem. And the moment he starts picking up the playbook, I think he's going to, you're going to see him play more of the ones and the twos. Uh, that'll be great. That, that's what I think they're hoping for. Um, but they said he might revert back to what he was in college, you know. Yeah. So it's too early. It's too yeah. early to make this. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, last, last, last thing I want to put. This is a quick IMO uh, for y'all Jets fans. I don't care if y'all get mad at me or not. Um, <laughs> watch, I watch, go. watch Robbie Anderson uh, interview and showed it showed so much that he grew not just as a person but as a player. Um, if y'all remember, two years ago he got into his little incident with the police, and a lot of Jets fans wanted him released. Without even hearing the second side to the story, nobody, nobody still don't know what happened. But you know that you know at that time, Robbie was young, and and basically, you know, he's doing the, he's taking a he's taking a different approach this year. And I feel like now that now that y'all on the Robbie Anderson train, you know, let let that let that guy keep growing and let him keep building, you know, to try to be that number one guy. So I just want to shout out the new Robbie Anderson for um, for taking a different approach and get training and your work ethic and just keep doing just keep doing you there you go agreed uh, so as we move along uh let's get into some uh nfl news uh let's get into some holdouts some serious holdouts uh melvin gordon he's talking about uh basically holding out even it's even when the season starts uh michael thomas hold holding out because he wants a big contract and zeke He's holding out, and he just got a contract offer from the Cowboys. Uh, in y'all opinion, which which one is going to sign sign a contract first? Mm. I forgot. And Trent Williams, also Trent Williams, because Trent Williams got got a serious, but that's a different issue with the Redskins. So, but which one you think is going to get the deal first? Oh. I, you know what? I was reading something on Melvin Gordon that um, they're about two or three million dollars apart. You know, an annual salary, like. They're offering what uh, Freeman got, you know, the the running back from the Falcons. Where did he go? The Falcons. To where did Freeman or Coleman? Who was the free agent? Coleman. Coleman. Coleman only got like one or two or three million. Yeah, about three mil. Oh, so can't be all right. So then I think it was Freeman. Uh, Yeah, he's got Freeman, Freeman remained with the Falcons. He didn't go anywhere. Right. They they were saying that he makes about nine million a year. Yeah. Um. And Gordon wants what? Now. Yeah. And Gordon wants like the next level. He wants uh, what? Um. Who's making about three or four million more than him? Uh. Twelve. Yeah. He wants about twelve million, thirteen million, and they're offering about nine or ten million. Yeah. So like about Bell because yeah. Bell gets fourteen, right? Yeah. So, so they're about, about that level. So they're about a couple of million apart. So I'm sure that's going to get settled somewhere. I can't see uh, someone sitting out for $2 million a year. I mean, if you're going to get a three- or four-year contract, yeah, it's $2 million less a, a, a year, so that's $8 million less. I, 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 think, they're, I think he'll get signed. I, I don't know how long that's going to be. Uh, Elliot, but, Elliot should be an automatic, too. Um, but on the other side, from the Cowboys, you got to look at it this way. This guy's he's probably carried the ball or touched the ball the most of the last three, four years of any running back. We so know, we, we've said that over Yeah, over so how is he going to be in the next three or four years? Right. I don't know. So like, like the whole thing with Melvin Gordon's situation is Philip Rivers sounding like, sounds like they ready to move on. Right. I think, it, I think they are. So that's why yeah, I think he's got to sign. Because <laughs> they're going to be like, okay, you don't want to sign our contract? Goodbye. <laughs> I, think, I think the kid's name is Eckler. I think that's the yes. backup. Yep. And look at his numbers. He, the kid looks like he's, he's a really good running back. And mm-hmm. he, with, 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 with less numbers than a starting running back, he, his numbers are pretty dynamic. I don't know what – I think they know that they could get production off of their backups 
enough to cover what Gordon is. That's why they're talking so uh, like they know what they like, you know, that it doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, uh, Telesco, the GM, said that they did make an offer to him and, and, uh, and he said, hey, I, I understand where his mind is, but that doesn't mean I, I, I see eye to eye with it, mm-hmm. you know. So, so this one is going to be one of the difficult ones for me unless the kid, uh, unless Gordon comes down and says, hey, you know what, uh, I'll just take it which normally play, NFL players don't say that. <laughs> you know, they'll fight till the end, especially the agent. The agents will fight until they get what the clients want. Um, I mean, uh, um, Elliot, I don't understand what he's doing. I think I said that last our last episode, that I think uh, Elliot should have came to camp. Because if Dak could come to camp and, and, and the, other, the wide receiver kid could come to camp, at least come to camp, and and I know that NFL teams don't always negotiate in good faith. But on your side, at least try to show that you negotiate in good faith, at least for the for the preseason, you know. And if you if you can't get through anything, and then you want to sit out some games in the season, then fine, because that will hurt them more than it will hurt them if you don't show up in preseason, you know. If you're not playing regular games, that will hurt them more. So I think, and then he's going to get fined too. If he, you know, if, if he doesn't show up for every game, I think he could amass like $40,000 in fines. I'm Ooh, listen, that's horrible. <laughs> listen, I think, I think the, I, I don't, in my opinion anyway, because I'm not in his shoes, I think he's handling it wrong. Uh, uh, I think, I think Gordon too. I think he's handling it wrong, wrong. But again, this is just my opinion. Um, Trent Williams is a different story. I mean, he, he, he has a legitimate gripe in the way the, the medical staff handled, handled him and his injury. And, uh, I, it might be also a problem with the amount of money he gets paid that he probably wants more money too. He's probably used, you know, being, uh, opportunistic here, you know, using a, a situation that he is uncomfortable with to try to get more money. He is he is their best player on offensive line. So uh, even if they yeah they they went around trying to sign uh, other players, but none of them are of Trent Williams caliber. So it doesn't really make any sense to me. That's a different situation uh, than 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 than, than the other guys. Then my Michael to me Michael Thomas is gonna get paid. Yeah. It depends on how much Michael Thomas is gonna make. I don't think he's, he's gonna, gonna get, get the twenty million. I don't think he's gonna get the twenty million, but I think no, I don't think so. I but think he'll, he'll get, get paid. eighteen to nineteen million. Yeah. I can, I can I, believe that. I agree. I, yeah, he's I gonna mean, get close to it for sure. Yeah, yeah, he he will get paid. Um, um, the the guy in, in in the Jaguars is the one guy. Is I do like the um, uh, what's his name? Um, Ngakwe. Yeah, Ngakwe. Ngakwe has been a beast in the last couple of years. I don't even understand. I mean, I know they're like really, really talented and really deep in their front seven. I would not let this guy go. You know, um, uh, I don't know, man. Um, uh, I mean, this this is the one one of them. I think one of those uh, contract negotiations that could be really um, could go into an impasse for me because. I, he has he has a legitimate gripe. I think he needs to be paid like the beast he is. I I think he's paid. He's not getting paid as 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 well as some of the uh, better defensive tackles or defensive ends in this league. So um, 
So yeah, I think that could re- that could reach an impasse. Um, my my thing is is we, we forgot about Mr. Clowney. I I think they just oh. need to separate. I think they, yep. they both just needs to separate because I don't think nothing is gonna be handled. You know, I don't think I I think it's just one of those situations. Clowney want to get paid. They don't want to pay him. They they just gonna have to separate. They gotta find some way to make something work because it doesn't seem like Clowney gonna be holding out for the whole year and he don't give a damn. Well, <laughs> but, but they wanted but, him this year because of the um. They, they gave him a franchise tag. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but long term, still don't want it. <laughs> right. He he don't want he want a long term deal. And not only that, he he like look at look at how he he's being paid. Right. There's they do, did you see that thing where they have him po- posted as on a roster as a what is it as a linebacker, linebacker. or the, as a linebacker That's and a then he's yeah. and then he's spent he, or. What? Wait, is it that he's the defensive end on the roster and he plays more well, linebacker? Defensive or defensive end, but they but they franchise tagged him as a linebacker. As a linebacker. This this uh, exactly. You're, That's this, bad. this is what <laughs> this is what I'm talking about about negotiated in bad faith. You can't tell me that you you're basically messing with the dude. Like, what is this yeah. about? What is this about? He's pro- he's properly he's your weapon X, basically. I mean, I understand what J.J. Watt is, and nobody will ever say that J.J. Watt is nothing. But J.J. Uh, Watt is basically the the um, he. You can't stop that dude. That dude is unstoppable. Yeah, he's but exactly. But the, one of the thing, <laughs> reasons why um, Clowney fits so well in that in that in that defense is you could line him up anywhere, and not because you could line him up. You can't use that against him. You're the one that's using him that way. The only reason why he could get that amount of usage is because you could see he he has the potential to create pressure out of any angle anywhere. That's why you should pay him. Not mm-hmm. try to like stiff him for a few dollars, a few million just because you're trying to save money. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Now, you know, they just being cheap as hell. Like right now, they they at they you know they at this line of fire where they supposed to be a, a great play, a great team, playoff team, and they still have you know things to worry about. They they in the same situation as the Jets, cornerback wise. You know, so I they've, don't. They've, yeah, they've they've struggled at corner in a way. Yes, and wow, even the guys that was there before, they were older guys that struggled. Uh, so I, I, I yeah, that's I don't one know of those either. franchises that get a pass. They get a pass because they made the playoffs last year. No, yeah. in reality, in reality, people should be torching them. Exactly, and I agree with that. The one, the one I don't get is also is Trent Williams. I mean, that guy's been in the ten years he's played, he's been a Pro Bowl seven years. Right. He's, I mean, he's been on the same team. Why don't they just lock this guy up? And he's been good every year. It's not like he's, he's, he's starting to go the, down. I think it's the way how the Redskins is handling things right now as an organization yep. because the organization is has 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 been that organization that's been doing fluke things like contract wise and not just contracts. How they treat their players. Look look at RG three. He got treated as a god, you know, mm. and 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 this man <laughs> has gotten injured and everything. As the you got other players like good players, they they got they get treated so unfairly. And 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 I know I'm I know I, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not supposed to jump my man Davin when he lists uh, our topics, but I know one of our topics is talking about cuts and their leading tackler and middle linebacker 
the Redskins cut, and they waited until a few days ago. If you know you was going to cut your middle linebacker, at least do him a favor and let him go in time so you could fit with a team. You don't cut him when everybody started their training camps and they already have their players. That's ridiculous. Now the dude, he has to sit on the sideline until somebody gets injured. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Especially the guy's giving you four years as a starter and is a team captain on defense. I mean... Trent Williams, Trent Williams does have a year left on his contract. He's got this year at 10.8. Uh, the next year it's 12.5. There you go. That's, so, that's, that's, that's not bad. But No, know, but like it's, said, it's still, it's still extend the guy. You know, it's unfair the way how the organization treated him, you know, especially with his head injury. You know, he yes. got a head injury. You got to handle that immediately. You don't wait until a year later or two years, whatever the situation was, to, to go handle that. That man play play with a concussion and and, and you know anything could have happened. That man. Well, could he had cancer. He had cancer yeah. on his. They found a cancerous growth, I think, on his head. Yeah. Um, but he's fine. Wow. They said he's ready to go. And I, you know what? Extend the guy. The guy's a, this guy's a franchise player. He's a franchise player. He's not just. But, but if he's playing with that, then why they didn't handle that immediately? That's right. Very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I would be mad too. I've been I mean, mad too if you saw cancer on my stuff and you never told me. Yeah, I, mean, I would want to be. I don't know if they didn't see it, but you know what I mean. Uh, that's that's exactly what happened. But I mean, he is 31 this year, so I, maybe that's the way they're looking at it. But the guy has not gone down in his production. The guy's still offensive, still, offensive still linemen. Good. The tackles offensive are linemen, yeah. Tackle, they play. Are worth they play a lot well. of money, man. Yeah. yeah, and they play well into their 30s too. It's not like it's not like ta- tackles the. Uh, Skill position guys that start dying down and stuff like that. This once is one of those guys. Yeah, you're a, yeah. You're a tech. Once you're a technical beast, you could you know you know how to get your feet where you're supposed to, and you know how to get your hand placement right, which he has for several years. You, I mean, you're supposed to reward people like that. Not Seven out of ten years, he's been a Pro Bowl. Yeah. I mean, this Real is much. a guy you lock up. This is a guy you make a lifelong. Redskin for you. This is a guy you're gonna retire his number at the end of the year. At the end of his career, he's gonna go into the Hall of Fame. That's that's the type of play you got here, and and they're messing around with him. Yeah, they, they mess around, they mess around with all good players. Yeah, Redskins that's just, are so dysfunctional. Uh, <laughs> and they just got a rookie quarterback in. Don't you want to protect his? You know, yeah. his back. I don't know. Yeah. This whole thing does does not sound right to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 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 in my take though, I got Michael Thomas signing before anybody else. Or Michael Thomas. I, I agree with you. I got Michael yep. Thomas signing. Then then after that, it might open it up for Cooper and whoever and Jones. Definitely Jones. Because whatever whatever Thomas getting paid, Jones is gonna get paid a little bit more than that. Most yeah. definitely. I think it's a game of cat and mouse at this point with the teams. Because you know how it is. Whoever signs first sets the market. So I think it's kind of a game of cat and mouse here be, uh, between the teams. They do that all the time because they don't want to be the first one to do it, even if they know they will. They just don't want to go as high as the other team. You know, one team will be like, yo, I'm going to pay this guy 14. And then they will like, yo, you know what? I'm going to pay him 14.1 then. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, what? Know, just, you know, just to set the market, you know, so, you, you know. The one that's interesting, I think, is the Cowboys situation with Cooper and Elliott, and then you, and we also got Prescott, too. So that one's interesting because are they really going to – like, can you imagine them paying Cooper first before the other two guys? No, I can't imagine that. No. I don't, I, if, 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 you are, if you're the Cowboys and you're paying your wide receiver first, 
yeah, I think I need to have a conversation. We, we need to have a conversation. Oh, Elliot, kind of Elliot will never come back. Prescott will never come back. <laughs> they will, they're like, okay, great, goodbye. You know, and Cooper, they just got last year, so it's not like he's been there. You know, these guys have been, been there three, four years already, so it's time to sign these guys. Right. Agreed. No, I agree <laughs> with that. Um, so let's get a quick take on uh, A.J. Green. Uh, he got carted off the field for uh, ankle sprain. Uh, what's, what does that mean on, on a quick take? What does that mean for the Bengals? I think, I think it depends on the kind of sprain. I think Chris and I were talking about that earlier. Um, uh, if it's a high ankle, man, I mean, I feel sorry for him because he's dealt with these toe injuries in his career that kind of held him back. It would suck for him to all of a sudden have to deal with uh, ankle issues now. But if it's just a regular uh, ankle sprain, um, he, you know, he just needs uh, therapy and treatment. And in a few, I mean, they could hold him out until the start of the season. The guy's a pro. He's been a pro. He's been seven-time pro bowler, I, th- pro bowler, I think. I think he's a, uh, uh, they could at least hold him out until the beginning of the season or something like that. So right. uh, I don't think it's that serious. Um, I'm hoping it's not a high ankle spread anyway. The coach told the reports, you don't want to assume anything, but I think we're going to be okay. Oh, there you go. That doesn't sound bad at all. It doesn't sound bad at all. It doesn't sound great either, but I, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not like, ah, it's, we're good. He'll be out a couple of days. You'd rather, and... you rather for your play to miss preseason than the regular season, you know? The rest Somebody... of it, and then get some, you know, and work, and work out whatever he needs to work out before the season starts. One of the Bengal reports. playing with the damn red rifle, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Lord. but this is a team that, that needs all, all hands on deck because they got the new yeah, head dude. coach. It's a new team. You know, remember, so they're a veteran out there, you know. Remember in, in our preview, we talked about that team that, that, that on paper, just looking at even if their offseason moves, they just don't look promising. Mm-hmm. And, and if, they gotta, if, if they're going to make a move or whatever they got to do this year, they need everybody on, on point. And look at, check this out. Uh, one of the reporters from Fox reported AJ Green after talking with team doctors, this was after the injury, after being carted off. AJ Green, after talking with team doctors, stands up, punches the bench m- multiple times, yells in frustration, and leaves on a cart. That's, that's hmm. not good. So that right? means yeah. it's a possibility well, it could be. Yeah. If it's a high ankle, yeah. Right. And if it's a sprain and, it, and, you know, his reaction is to something that's more serious, like a high ankle sprain, then, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that's why we serve. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't need that kind of issue. And he left camp in crutches. So, Oof. yeah. Yeah, yeah that doesn't sound good at all, man. I'm, well, hey, I'm pray, hoping for the best for him, obviously. Yeah, oh, he's pray, a, prayers he's up, prayers up for years. Yeah. He's an all-pro. You know, he's one of the better receivers. So, right. yep. we'll see what happens. Well, speaking of receivers, Giants. Oh goodness, Giants had the, have a horrible week. Um, with with I'm gonna say with Shepard with a thumb injury, which is which is you know he'll be back in a couple of weeks, so that's not too serious. Then they lost one of the other wide receivers to an ACL injury, so you know he's done for the season. Then Golden Tate reported on Friday that he's getting a four-game suspension for for telling for. Fertility drugs, we'll say, but they call it PEDs. They call it a P. The NFL calling it PEDs. How is the Giants? Basically, the question is, how is the Giants going to be able to manage wide receiver, manage uh, and they wide receivers with with all with all that's going on this week, all that happened this week? Mm-hmm. They, I, they weren't. They weren't. Sorry, Chris. That's okay. Again. They weren't. 
they weren't going to um, manage, in my opinion, anyway. I didn't have that much faith in them. I mean, the only, like I think I said in our episode when we spoke about the NFC, um, NFC East, that I, I kind of understand them having faith in Shepard, putting him outside as an X uh, uh, or Z. Uh, I understand because he did perform well the year before doing that. But I still don't understand bringing Tate in to do what unless they had an, a view of somebody else on the roster to play a boundary wide receiver. I, Tate has never really uh, striked me as a guy that could play out on the boundary. Okay. Um, he's more of a slot guy. Um, I, I don't understand. And uh, most Jets fans are right now saying uh, karma. You know, you you trade away your best weapon on your best wide receiver. And then Speaking of that, we got, we're going to talk about they little... Stuff just happened. <laughs> stuff just <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> stuff just happened. So I, listen, I, um, they're definitely in issues, man. I hope that um, that uh, that um, that uh, the PED stuff don't stand because you know if it's fertility um, stuff that he took that that had stuff in it. I mean, some. I mean, they could like you know cut the games to two games because he still has to. Uh, and no matter what he ingests yeah. and anything you put in your body, you have to manage that stuff. You have to know that there's a possibility that something in that thing could make you fail a drug test. So you have to know that stuff. So even if I feel bad for you under the circumstances, still your responsibility. And I think you, you know, it's still, you know, I, I think that's what they would say and probably give him two games instead of four, but you never know. Yeah, I just think it's just horrible because the the wide receiver for the Giants, I don't, I don't even know him. Uh, Chris Kristen sent it out to um, you know, myself and Charmin the other day, and we was like, "Who the hell are these other guys?" Like, what really? Yep. So, um, yeah, never heard of any of them, <laughs> to be so, honest. Um, I, I, other than that, I really, I really wasn't, you know, bless blessings to the Giants, and I hate to say that, but blessings to them because of what they have to deal with. You know, even though our cornerbacks is in a bad situation, they wide receivers is way worse in a way worse situation. And I was still only expecting them to win only four games this season. So, yeah, yeah this, this is not good for them at all. I mean, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, nope. and, and it sounds like, you know, from Tate's uh, statement, you know, it does sound like, you know, he's going to fight it. And it does sound like he's going to be OK with it. But, you know, like you said, also, uh, Sharman, you know, he should know better, you know. You know, you talk to the doctor, you talk to the league, say, listen, I got to take this fertility drug. If I can't take that, what's something under the list here that I could take? You know, how hard is that to do? I don't, I don't understand that. You know, yeah. you know, you know you're, you're being tested and every little thing might be, you know, I, I mean, come on. This is, I think, I, think okay. I pointed out when we were talking about this earlier that I, I can't get, I can't remember which play it was. It was a very well-known player too that ran into the same issue with those fertility drugs. I want to say it was one of the guys from the Seahawks. The story sounds really familiar in my mind. I can't remember, but he got suspended for four games for the same thing. And then the, the, basically the league was like, you got to manage what you put in your body, no matter what. It, you know, as an NFL player, even, even if you picked up a, a, a small bottle of water and the company has something in it that could make you fail a, a drug test. You're supposed to look at the ingredients and know, hey, man, this is that thing. It could spike the, the drug. It could spike something in my body and I could fail a drug test off of it or PED test off of it. So I can't drink that water. You have to manage that stuff. 
Uh, um, there's so much that goes into an NFL play, uh, and being an NFL player. And, and when you make mistakes, unfortunately, that's how it is. They've made it clear in the contract that it's up to you. It's your responsibility. So they, they, it's, uh, when, when you fail it, they have no choice but to fine you or suspend you. Right. It just depends on how, for how long. I also remember, I think the reason why they're big on this one, this one specific drug, I don't know if this is the reason, but I also remember uh, a few years ago, I, I think it was Manny Ramirez when he got suspended with baseball. Um, he was taking whatever it was, but he also used the uh, fertility drug uh, for women as a, as a masking yes. agent. Yes, I remember that. Yes, I yes. remember that. Yeah, right. because you so could take maybe, the fertility drug to mask what right. you were taking. Right, no, right, right. Not, I remember saying, that. I'm not saying that's what Golden Tate is doing. No, no, no. I know. But I know you're not you saying see that. why the NFL is possibly saying, okay. Good point, Chris. Yeah, so that's I, I remember that happening, and maybe that's why they're so big on this specific drug. I mean, you know, it's a fertility drug. Why would they be so interested in this? But obviously – they might, and there also might be something in there that, you know, that is a performance. It's obviously performance enhancing in some way, but. Uh, yeah. Um, you know what drum, I'm saying? But maybe. Drum roll. <laughs> right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so that's, that's something also to think about as well. Right. Yes. So um, as we move along, I don't forgot about one of these topics, but let's talk about this. Mr. Beckham. Uh, went on GQ magazine and, and said that he was the reason why the Giants was making money and they was getting primetime games. Eli Manning <laughs> basically replied to him and said, you know, I think we was winning games before you, shaking my head and was laughing. Um, how, on a quick, on a quick, on a quick take, how, uh, what, what we should, what, what basically should Beckham just move on and just stop talking about the Giants? Chris, take this. Uh Dude, the guy just has to shut up and play football. Is it that simple, man? You got what you wanted. You're out of the out of the Giants. You're away from Eli, who you said couldn't get you the ball as much as you wanted to, and blah 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 blah. You know what? Whatever. Right. You're you're in a, a team that's on the upswing. That's got a lot of young talent. A young starting quarterback. You got your old college buddy there, Levon, uh, what's his name, Landry there. You know what? What more do you want, man? Just shut up and play. You know, I was I was watching NFL Network on Friday, I think it was, and he was being interviewed. Him and Landry were being interviewed by Kim Jones and uh, Steve Smith. And you know what? The guy, they look like the two happiest guys I've ever seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? They look like they just, <laughs> like, like they were in college again. I, I don't get it. And that was like the day after the whole thing came out about GQ. So you know what? You got what you wanted. Just just shut up. Don't even t Don't even talk about the Giants. Don't even talk about the past. All you got to say is, listen, I'm here to play football. I'm here to talk about 2019. Yep. And that's it. I'm here to talk about and, this year, not anything behind. And just and I know reporters hate that stuff, hate when players just have basically the vanilla answer for every question. But I think as a pro foot, a football player, I think that's the way to go. Because when your team is – when you're dealing with a team that, to me – uh, uh, in my opinion, like the Browns that are ultra talented, but also feels like a powder keg. You need to walk that line of being, you know, watching what you say and when you say it, you know, because, because you want, you, you want to gel better. You, 
you know you want you want everything to be on the up and up more than anything else so anybody asking questions about the past i mean let's concentrate I'm, I'm here to concentrate on the browns i'm here to concentrate on my new team I, i'm here to concentrate on building chemistry with baker mayfield that's the answer for that's every question enough of the mm-hmm. giants did this and the giants did that stop man enough Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I just, uh, just, just my quick opinion. You know, it's just, it's, it's just a drama. It's already a drama queen show in Cleveland, and they better, they better make it all count. Because if they don't make the playoffs, they, they gonna take, they gonna take heavy. They, you know, it's gonna be heavy for them in the media. <laughs> no, the media can't wait they, to shut people down. Uh, oh yeah, gonna, they're, they're gonna kill them if they don't perform well. Oh yeah, because everybody, I'm, I'm hearing people. Uh, They, they might be a Super Bowl contender. I'm like, what? Nowhere, what are you talking nowhere. about? You know, so listen, uh, Mr. Mr. Beckham Jr., do your job, man. You know, I mean, listen, again, I'm, I, was, I was never one of the people that thought that your energy was, was crap. I don't, I think I like players with energy. I, when you're playing outside on an, on an island like wide receivers do, I, I like it. I just think that you need to curtail it a little bit where it, where you're pointing fingers at your quarterback and stuff like that because it's not just about you, man. Yeah. You know, be the team guy and let your talent shine, man. That's it. Exactly. And you know well, what? And, and while he's in Cleveland, it's much better. He doesn't have, you know, 50 reporters sitting at, at his locker room every day. You know, it's much less than it, was, than it would be here. You know, it's not like he got traded from Cleveland to the Giants. If you got Cle- Forget about it. Then he'd, he'd really be under a, a microscope. But it's Cleveland, mm-hmm. man. Just relax, play the game, and ah, uh. enjoy yourself, basically. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. And so, speaking of that, let's let's get into uh, Earl Thomas and uh, Pete Carroll. Uh, Earl 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 Thomas has taken a little personal, uh, has a little has his little personal take on uh, Carroll. As, as we all, I guess, I guess if some of y'all didn't know, when he sticked up his middle finger, flipped the bird, it was to towards Carroll. Um, Basically, how how should we feel about how basically what should Earl Thomas just leave that alone, just leave that all alone, and just move on with Baltimore? Agreed. Yeah. That, again, again, it's the same thing. Um, I, I will again, I will not defend Carol or you know curse at Earl Thomas. I think in these situations, there's always things that we don't know and probably will never know about. Uh, that probably made the player mad, you know, enough to do something like that. But he's, but he doesn't have to display that in public. And even if you're asked after the fact to kill the story, you don't, you don't just, you just kill the story. You don't go overboard with, oh yeah, I still feel the same way, you know. Just leave it alone. Whatever, listen, whatever, however you feel about Carol, he already knows. Whatever personal beef you have, he already knows. That that doesn't mean that everybody else has to know. And it's not like you have to face him all the time anymore because you're not anywhere close to where he is. So just kill the story. Kill the story. Vanilla answer. Like I was just saying about the topic before. Give the vanilla answer. Leave it alone. I I always felt like he was a more mature player. And uh, that kind of took me aback a little bit. Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, but you know, like the man Carol is not your father. You know, <laughs> like basically <laughs> this is like a, a, a situation is like a father son situation. Like, oh, 
Oh, I, I didn't, uh, you know, yeah, dad, you, you, you uh, took care of me. You gave up on me. Yeah, basically, yeah, you gave up on me or, you know, you took care of me and now, it's, you know, I can take care of myself. I don't need you no more. You know, it's just dumb. Y'all won the Super Bowl together. Y'all should be happy. You know, it's not a lot of players that y'all should have won two Super Bowls, but I get it. You know, things happen. But you know, my whole thing is just, you know, just just play your game and, and move on with Baltimore. Um, You got you know- your money and that's it. You know these guys are always gonna be tied together, for forever in the in the in the in the hallways of football. The Legion of Boom is gonna be tied together. Everybody, in including Coach Carroll, is gonna tie be tied in together. And that's what makes it even worse for me that the fact that he's going on talking about this. If you have a personal issue with Carroll, keep your mouth shut about it. Mm. Carroll and you have your beef. Just keep your mouth shut. Shut your mouth about it. That's all I'm saying. The only thing that's going to make it interesting is that the Ravens and Seahawks do play each other this season. So I, so, so this will be that will be an interesting game to watch when that when that game well, happens. I hope I hope there's no more birds flying around that time. Apparently, you know what I mean. That, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I think something's going to happen. I just got that feeling, you know, with Baker Mayfield and Hugh Jackson. That, oh Lord! I think it's going to I think it's going to be worse than that. <laughs> Oh, get yeah. your camp, get your camcorders ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Mr. Davin. Hello. Oh well. Uh oh. There you go. Y'all can hear me. Yeah. Yeah, we hear you. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No problem. Yeah. So, um, listen, we're gonna move along. Um. Titans, let's get a couple of uh, signings real quick. Um, Billy Wagner, highest paid inside linebacker, three-year deal, $54 million. Um, and Tennessee Titans and Kevin, Kevin Bryars. Uh, Byard, five, yeah. Yeah. Five years, 70, $70.5 million, $31 million in guarantees. Yeah. 14.1 a year, yeah. So speaking, speaking of this, the Titans safety, what, what, what does that mean for Jamal Adams? <laughs> That doesn't, that doesn't, to me, that doesn't mean anything for Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, is going to reset the market no matter what. It, does, it really doesn't matter. I think, I think it makes, I think the story is more of the agent that signed uh, Bayard is the same agent that got money for Earl Thomas, uh, the same $13.75 million that he got uh, for, for, um, for Collins, um, I mean for, um, for Earl Thomas, and then he got, he got Collins 14 mil because he's uh, London Collins is also a client of his. So uh, he's going around the league, uh, uh, getting, making some money. I mean, man, yeah. <laughs> he signed three big, three biggest contracts in this, this off season. So I think the story is more about that agent that's billing the hours and making that money. <laughs> right. But, uh, but, but Bayard deserves this. I think, I don't think a lot of people have heard of this dude. And if you haven't, I don't know how much of a football fan you are. Uh, best in the last three to four seasons, he has more interceptions than any safety. That's to show you how much of a, a, a ball hawking safety he is. He's a very good player. Um, um, he's he's an elite safety, so he deserves <laughs> he deserves that money. So I, I definitely I, I I don't have an issue with. It. I think I think 
we we are all we were all more scratching our head about the length the London Collins yeah, uh, contract than we were than we were than we are at Bayard's or Earl Thomas's contract. I think I think both guys deserve their contract. I think especially yeah. Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner put a lot of time in like Bobby Bobby Wagner. Wagner, sorry, I don't think you want to say Billy. But you know, <laughs> we know what I'm saying. But the guys just definitely they put in a uh, them guys definitely put a lot of time in with these teams and they great great players, you know. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Wagner's been probably the one A or two second best linebacker in the league for I don't know how long now, man. Hickley's yeah. probably the only white middle linebackers. Not probably. Hickley is the only better linebacker in the league than than Bobby Wagner. Yeah, but he was loving it once. Um, once um, once our guy got signed. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, once Mosley got signed, he knew. Yeah. All right, I'm getting that. <laughs> At least that. Just <laughs> like Adams. <laughs> just like your, yeah. the next guy you're gonna mention, uh, the guy from the Titans, the safety. Yeah. yeah. Right. Adams is sitting back saying, "Go ahead, keep signing those big contracts because mine's gonna be next in a couple, you yeah. know, a year or two. So. Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised, especially with the cap. You know, we keep saying over and over again, with the cap space getting larger and larger every year. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Adams, if he continues on his trajectory, getting, getting paid 15, 16 a year. So, oh, easily. He's definitely. You know, easily. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, the Jets yeah. love him. The fans love him. Yeah. There's no way he should get paid the highest at the, you know, at the time when he gets it. So Exactly. So uh, let's get into some uh, training camp cuts. We got Daniels uh, from the Packers. He has he he signed with the Detroit Lions. Oh my goodness! For um, nine something a mil, nine point something mil a year for one year. I mean, it was a one year deal, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and Theo Theo Reddick from uh, the running back from the Lions got cut. Uh, he yes. visited the Saints, um, as I know, and uh, somebody and I, I think I, I don't I, I don't know Mason think, Foster. Like I he said earlier, he got yeah. cut as well. Um, as we as we expecting to see a lot more uh, cuts, maybe maybe some some surprising. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Every year there um, is. Every year, there is. Every, year yeah. every year there is. Um, um, uh, you have to understand. I think I think we uh, even in our breakdowns of teams over over uh, the last few episodes talking about cap cap space and stuff like that. And teams will always try to position themselves for when more cuts happen because they know they will need players. So they'll try to position themselves to save money so that they have money in hand to, uh, to acquire more free agents. Um, the Mike Daniels thing was a, very, was, a, was a surprise. But when I looked at his numbers, he, I think he only started 40%. He only played 40% of the snaps right. last year, even if he was a really good player. Um, that kind of sh- indicates to me that uh, Petain or Petin or whatever his name is, who was our uh, defensive coordinator at one time, uh, kind of uh, sees him as a misfit on his defensive line. And and I think I think the kind of the way he he's drafted, he's shown he's looking for smaller, more pen, more penetrating kind of defensive tackles. Then he's looking for bigger guys. So you could tell there's some kind of change going on there. That's the reason why. Uh, like I said, stated earlier, Mason Foster. I don't understand why uh, uh, the Redskins did that. I mean, I understand he's he struggled in coverage and he's he's, he's up there in age, but they shouldn't have cut him that late. Like I said earlier, and uh, theoretic. I mean, uh, I think they drafted a kid. If I'm if I'm correct, if I go back in my notes to look, 
Uh, yes, they see. did. They actually did. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that kind of just points out uh, probably the kid is showing up, showing off for them, so they could, you know, it gives them the space to cut because Riddick was more of a receiving threat than he was a running threat. As we've stated several times, uh, the Lions haven't had a thousand yard rusher in. Uh, Barry Sanders. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't um, see that changing either. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think I just think cuts are cuts. Um, I think these guys, I think it'll get more surprising as it moves along. Um, I know one guy from the Cardinals got cut. I can't say his name. He got cut for being overweight. So, oh, Kim Dichie. Kim Dichie. Yeah. Yes, this yes, guy never yeah. first round pick. <laughs> this guy was a yeah. He never was. He never. He came into the NFL. To me, in my opinion. He's one of those guys that just came into the NFL and was shocked at, has, at how much work it took to be a pro. And he never kind of got his head around. I don't know if it's a personal issue or whatever. He just never got into it. He, he underperformed his first, second year. He, he just never showed up. And showing up to camp overweight is ridiculous and out of shape. That's ridiculous. I can't, yeah, I can't believe it. I was like, I thought defensive tackles never, never gets overweight. Well, I guess he did. <laughs> I don't know. It was just weird to me. <laughs> just my opinion. But um, yeah, I, I think, I think. Well, let's move along to some Jets. Um, a quick take on the second episode of uh, Jets, uh, one, one Jets drive. Oh, I loved uh, it, man. They're, they're doing such a good job on that show. Uh, it's right on par with uh, Hard Knocks on the NFL. On um on HBO, uh, I love watching it. Um, it's so great to yeah. see behind the scenes, and you know you hear these guys talking in interviews, and you, you get to know them better, and how they are, how they are as players, as people. Uh, you gotta love it. Yeah, me too, man. I think I think I think Jets fans, uh, like any other fan, I think um, would like to know their players more. Um, you're giving them access, giving them more access to the players is a big thing. And I think that was a great, great, uh, um, not only for the franchise itself, a great idea financially for the franchise itself. But I think just the connection between the fans and the players, man, I think that's awesome. I think that's, that's great for them. I think um, especially having Sam Donald in, in house, man. Uh, I think everybody wants to know him more, and I think that little breakdown where he watches, he watches film, and he's telling you what he knows that he's he has to work on, and he can tell the mistakes, and he can tell you about that stuff. It shows. I think more and more and more, um, um, coming from multiple people that have watched him play and spoke to him, he is an, just different. He's a different guy. We have not had that kind of talent with him and Adams we haven't had that kind of talent around in a long time and 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 the Jets giving access to their fans to the fans to these guys is awesome yeah I think I just like I just like how you know they also let the they super fans I guess they super fans you know come in there and state their opinions too you know shows that they appreciate their fans as well Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like that. And, uh, you know, Mendarno, he's taking that he's taking that step in the growth, you know, growth and development. Yeah. He's not even blaming Bates for his play calling. He's basically saying, look, this is what I did wrong, and this is how I worked out on, you know, them last four games and watching Josh McCown that, that came to camp yesterday. Yep. 
So, you know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to know a lot. And, you know, Donald definitely is taking, is taking a different approach, you know, and, and that, but I love, but I love the episode. Uh, I love, I definitely love the episode, and can't wait yeah. to watch the third one. So, you know. yeah, shouts out, shouts, shouts out to uh, Ira in Staten Island, man. I, I remember listening to him on the radio every every Jet radio um, radio uh, call uh, uh, call in podcast or um, um, on air show. This guy always used to call like from way back in the day. So. Yeah, yeah, the fact that he got into the episode is kind of crazy. That was a big, that was a big, uh, big thing. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we got Quentin Williams. He finally signed this rookie contract right, right at the date of training camp. Um, and he and he looks great. Lost, he lost ten pounds. Uh, what, what? So now that he said signed this contract, what, what, what do we expect out of Williams so since he's now weighing at two ninety five and not three oh five? I'm not worried. <laughs> no, me listen, either. listen, Definitely not. listen. I, I'm, I'm gonna put it this way. There's this random reporter asked the question to I think who did he ask? I can't remember who he asked the question about how um is he uh, is he worried about um about uh about Williams's about Quinnen's uh um strength or playing as a nose. And I'm like, this guy never watched this kid play football before. Mm. Like we've, we as fans, we watch Quinn and Williams play zero to one to two eye tech over and over again in college, taking on multiple blocks, sometimes three times and standing them up or blowing them up or ragdolling guys all over. His film is littered with this stuff. Do you watch a guy like that and call him and ask questions about his strength? Quinnen Williams has no issue with power. He has no issue with athleticism. He has no issue with strength. When it comes to defensive tackle, it's more about technique. And last time I checked, I don't know everything about defensive tackle, but I don't see an issue with his technique either because there was nothing that he did not do. He did... Every move you could think of that was a defensive that I know because I don't know that many, but I know enough to know that this kid does not have an issue with anything. And playing at two ninety five, with probably what they're going to be asked to do in a in a in Greg Williams' defense, where a lot of athleticism, a lot of what we what they call long leg technique, meaning meaning jumping from one gap to the next, is he's in perfect shape and size for it. He doesn't need to be over 300 pounds. So he's fine. I don't have an issue with it. Right. Yeah, me either. Being a little lighter is, I'd rather him be a little lighter than a little heavy. So Agreed. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. <laughs> did you, did you, by the way, did your guys catch the, um, they were asking um, outside linebacker uh, for the Jets. Um, what's his name? Uh, Come on. <laughs> um, the top of my head, I can't think of his name. Um, Anyway, he was in an interview and he was talking about how Quinn and when Quinn and came in, because basically what they have in the camp now is that everybody had, when you come in, you have to do uh, down ups, 40 of them in, uh, uh, um, to, to join the defense. And he was like, he was like, did, um, yeah, he had to do it. And then they, they made him, they made Quinn and do it. And it was like, they were like, did he struggle, man? He's almost 300 pounds. The guy was like, nope. Didn't struggle. He wasn't even out of breath. <laughs> so if a dude almost 300 pounds 
could do that. It was Jordan Jenkins. It, 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 if a dude could, I mean, I'm not worried for the kid, man. I just hope that he stays injury free, free for the season. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Quentin Williams is just, yeah, he's just one of those uh, defensive tackle guys. If he can play the way the way how he play, he could be potentially not. I'm not gonna say close, but nowhere near close. But somewhere, somewhere as an Aaron Donald. It all depends on how he plays, but. Guy's an animal. He was an animal in college, so you know, mm-hmm. we was all we was all kind of big on this guy. So yeah, I mean, we can't wait to see what he does. But you know, he said he's been lo- he's been losing weight. Uh, his nutritionist gave uh, gave him a basically a vegan diet, like not not like a vegan diet, but like like a vegan vegan protein that he can yeah more plant based stuff yeah. So and then his and his body and his I think his body fat went from like twenty percent. Body fat muscle went from like twenty percent to like fifteen to seventeen percent. That's like, crazy. That, this Boy, guy, yeah, yeah this guy is going to be an animal. So, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that we got the contract over with. You know, and now now we can move. Now we can just move on to some Jets football. Um, uh, breaking news from uh, Twitter, uh, Mr. Jason La La Canfora. Uh, La Canfora, yeah. Yeah, he reported months ago this relationship between Trent Williams and the Skins is totally fractured. Trent Williams doesn't trust Bruce Allen or the medical team there, and and made it known long ago he does not intend to play for the Redskins ever again. Wow, wow. there you right. go. There you go. <laughs> so now Joe Joe should be calling him up and say, "What do you want for him? Let's talk." Yes. Yep, I think so. Or actually, every team's going to be doing that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> Trust so me, it's probably, not only yeah. the Jets are not going to be the only team. If he's no. as good as we, we remember, we were just stating how good the guy is. So, oh, he's a franchise tackle. Simple so, as that. That's all you got to say. That was tw- that was uh, tweeted out thirty minutes ago, and I just happened to the cat to caught that right on time. So yeah, I just wanted to break that out. Um, I think I think other than that, I think we covered everything for today. Uh, make sure that y'all follow. Oh yeah! Before we leave out, uh, Mark Sanchez has retired. Um, I promise to be nice to him. Um, I wish you nothing <laughs> but the best on your college, uh, your college, your college analyst uh, career. I I'm, I second the AFC that. Champion, yeah, he'll be, he'll he'll do a great job. That's he'll it. Do a great job. Yeah, I second that, man. I, I hope he does TV. a great job. Yeah, he'll be good on TV. He's smart. You know, he'll he'll be all right. So I make yeah. so I make sure I be nice. You took us to the two AFC Championship games uh, two years in a row. So you know I give you credit for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best. There you um, go. Yep. Make sure y'all follow us on Jet uh, on Twitter, Jets Fans Podcast, and uh, Instagram, and while Jets Fans Podcast again. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter, Jets Fans Podcast, and. We'll have we'll have our we we might have a, um, a few uh, uh, guests on in the next couple episodes. Yes, yes. Um, last week I said it was forty eight. This one is episode forty eight. So my apologies. Next two weeks I'm gonna see what I can do in these next two weeks. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot of work. But the next two weeks is basically next two weeks is gonna be episode fifty. So definitely gotta do something special and. Make sure y'all uh, watch that Falcons Broncos uh, preseason game on Thursday. Yep. Yeah. Finally, first game. Finally, finally, football is back. <laughs> yep. So make sure y'all give it a, a watch, and we'll definitely have some take on that on the next episode. So until then, <laughs> take flight, jet up. Take flight, jet up.